Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. I'm Tim. Today we're going to talk about what we've been watching. We're going to go into a little bit of film news. And then finally we're going to end with our own Oscar predictions. So you guys can check the score sheet and let us know how terribly we did. But before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNews.com. It's where you can write to us and let us know what you think of the show and the things that we talk about. We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, Vine, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. Search for Midwest Film News Podcast. We're also on MidwestFilmNews.com, which has all 161-plus bonus episodes with full show notes and timestamps, so you can skip over the spoiler and the things you don't want to hear. Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com has uh, all the normal stuff that Amazon does, but if you shop there, the money you spend, we'll get a very small percentage of it to make our show and network even better. We appreciate that when mm-hmm. you do that. Yeah. Thank you. We mm-hmm. might do it sometimes. Yeah. We'd like you to, too. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and it has been great for those of you that have. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, this episode will maybe be kind of short. Maybe. We'll see if that ends up being true. But because uh, I monopolized on everybody's time and we've recorded the next two weeks worth of episodes after this one uh, this past weekend. Why have we so, done that, Alex? We did that because I will be going to the land of the rising sun. Yeah. Japan. Um, Are you going to take in some Japanese cinema while you're there? I'm, I might try. If I have a free, free night, I might try and go. I wanted to go see because Godzilla was there last time that I was. Mm-hmm. Like the new Godzilla came out mm-hmm. last time I was there. But I didn't end up going to see it, and I was pretty disappointed in that. So I just wanted to... I'm going to go and see what the movie-going experience is like in Japan. Is Doraemon out yet? Doraemon. Birth of Japan, 2016. <laughs> the anime film. Uh, <laughs> isn't that the one that... That's the one that was at... They're promoting that on New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, Willie's making New Japan Pro Wrestling jokes we right sung. now. For our, for I'm our... sure the Yokai Watch... <laughs> Uh, show is still or movie is still out in theaters so, yeah that's true or which, which i think beats star wars on its opening weekend in wow Japan. you can always catch a pink film too because those are top of the box <laughs> office yeah. yes report back on the film those are, like block, those are like blockbusters in japan so. <laughs> yeah we'll see all right so i'll let everybody know but if we don't respond or uh if, if you write in feedback and we don't get to it until a couple weeks from now it's because we are not recording any new episodes uh, for the next couple weeks. And Alex so. does all the maintenance. So yeah, those two episodes are really good, though. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah it's our. I don't think I said it's our top ten of 2015 episode. Will be out next week, and then the following week, our most anticipated of 2016 will be out. So uh, take a look at that. If we get Hail Caesar on, I think it's a wide release on the fifth. We should get that I at think, one of the theaters. Around I think here. so. Yeah. So if we get Hail Caesar and I'm not dying of dysentery like <laughs> I was last time I got back from <laughs> oh Japan, oh my god, yeah. Um, then hopefully we'll be reviewing Hail Caesar that week after. 
But since every time I make plans, they don't happen, look forward to our retro review of something else. <laughs> the Lady Killers. <laughs> yeah. We'll go back to Tim's favorite. Uh, Start reviewing older movies of the people that have movies out that week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Uh, what we've been watching, we've all been watching a few movies uh, yeah. to catch up before we watched or before we made our top tens. Does anybody want to start? Um, sure. Yeah, I've been watching. I I, I haven't. I, I watched. I'm done watching it now. <laughs> what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Awesome. Um, those guys are. I, I never watched it too much. Like Flight of the Concords. I saw bits and pieces, and I thought it was kind of humorous, but never got super into it. But this is really funny. It makes me want to go back and watch the show now because I like. Okay, I get this humor. This brand of humor. So I liked that a lot. Yeah, I loved. Uh, 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 Flight of the Concords and the guy that plays Viago, I think, mm-hmm. is directing Thor three. Yeah, so that's crazy. Taika Waititi. Yeah, <laughs> Taika Waititi. Um, but no, it's a very funny movie. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, Normally, you can see like, oh, I see why they got that guy for Black Panther, or sure, I see why they yeah, got yeah. that guy for Doctor Strange. I don't, uh, I didn't see anything. I like, I that. like what we do in the shadows a lot, but I wasn't like, well, give me it for Thor. Actually, he didn't direct. Oh, no? No. He only stars in What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, okay. Jermaine oh. actually directed What We Do in oh, the Shadows. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So okay. so now I'm even more confused as to why. But there, but even, I, I think I've seen another, type, I think I've seen Eagle versus Shark. Oh, was he, okay. And he directed that. It's still not it's like, <laughs> oh, this is Thor 3. <laughs> but either way, excited to see. the Marvel see. directors, though, you can see a tether. Like, there's like a, you yeah. think so, yeah. But Weird. I don't know. The don't Russos know. came out of nowhere, though. Yeah, they so. did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what we do in the shadows? Yep. Uh, Final Girls. We all watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that movie. Had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Alex, you might have an interesting perspective because you're not really a slasher movie. Yeah. Fan, even so. though I'm not a big fan of slasher slasher movies, it still has the movie has such a heart to it that you don't find in a lot of other like even like romantic comedies or anything like that. So having that element to it really. It put it in this realm of Tucker and Dale and Cabin in the Woods of not quite horror movies that are enhanced by your knowledge of horror film. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very good. Yeah, I'm glad if, you liked it. If we have an open week in February, we might end up talking about the final girls cool. again. Yeah. Tim, you loved it too, right? I loved it, yeah. yeah. I loved it. It's been a while since I saw it, but yeah. good stuff. All right. Anybody else been watching anything? One more thing. Just be- I'm only mentioning this because I know it'll make Alex very happy. Just started watching parenthood yesterday <laughs> there it is yes um you know what's funny about about watching parenthood is that i went into the show for some reason thinking it was like a half hour sitcom modern family type <laughs> scenario wrong and and i remember i remember you having said like alex's tears happened a lot and i was like well alex cries about a lot of stuff so. <laughs> That's fine. So it's probably, you know, but then I started watching. Oh, my alternate title for the show was the Lauren Graham crying hour. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it's happened a lot already. Yeah. It's really, really good. I think I got through halfway through the first season and I really liked it. I just stopped watching it. It's It's really good, though. Yeah. There's really only a few major missteps that I think the show, like just throughout the six seasons it was on, I think, or seven. I think it's at six. I think, yeah, it's probably six. Uh, there's only a couple like storylines that they had down where I'm just kind of like I don't care about this, and that doesn't really happen till a little bit later in the show. But it's really good, and I'm glad you're going on the journey. Yeah, very excited. Yeah, enjoying it quite a bit. And I've been watching a lot of like 
actiony shows lately, so it's nice to watch something that's a little bit more just down to earth and yeah, yeah. But it's heavy. I'm enjoying it though. So. It was a toss up between that. We were going to start a new show because we kind of discussed like, all right, we watched a show in a while. Me and me and Nikki, you know, and I'm like, what are we going to watch? And she goes, I'll give you three options. Let's do this: Parenthood, Friday Night Lights, or um, <laughs> God, what was the third one? I can't remember the third one for some reason. I don't know. I can't remember. But those two, and I was like, well, I, I've heard good things about both. So They're both by the same person. I mean, they're both by the same showrunner. Are yeah. they? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And, <clears throat> it seemed, I mean, Friday Night Lights, I kind of know what I'm getting into, I think, with yeah. that. But that that might be next. Or I might take a break from that Yeah, you of, might need a break in between, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, and you might be doing it wrong, because I had Nicole watch Parenthood, and she loved it. And then I had her watch Friday Night Lights, and she's not quite as into it. So I'm wondering, yeah, which is weird because she also is in the football too, more so than me. And I, I still think I like Friday Night Lights more than I like Parenthood. I like all the actors in Friday Night Lights, so that might help too. I mean, not that That's I don't true. like anybody; I like everybody in Parenthood. But I think I, yeah, I don't. know. We'll see. Yeah, God, there's some cool. good actors in Parenthood too. Yeah, there. Co- Coach Craig T. Nelson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Craig T. Himself. Very disappointed that there's not a baby Craig T. Nelson in the opening credits, though. <laughs> yeah. They show baby everybody else, but yeah. I don't see a Craig T. Nelson. No. Yeah. Still, he's never still, aged. Still bald. I, no, I, that's why I said to Nikki. I was like, I just just Photoshop Craig T. Nelson's head on a baby's body. And a diaper, <laughs> like. That'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, anything? Yeah, I watched a bunch of stuff, but all I mainly remember was Dreamcatcher. So. <laughs> How'd that go? And we talked about Dreamcatcher on the podcast. No. Oh, Dreamcatcher. One Stephen of the big King. hits in Lawrence Kasdan's... Uh... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, this is a terrible movie, but it's the type of movie that's so bad that it could only be made by um, like really talented people <laughs> doing their worst work of their careers. Uh, Dreamcatcher is like two and a half hours long. I was sitting around, and I was on HBO Go, and I was flipping through, and um, if you've ever seen Morgan Freeman's eyebrows from Dreamcatcher... <laughs> Um, they're giant. They're like caterpillars. I think that's what is probably his natural form is, is like that. And then I think probably they have somebody trim for him, you know, before he f- starts shooting. Yes. <laughs> I can't imagine their prosthetic eyebrows. What's the point? I don't know. So anyway, HBO Go uses that as their like preview image, and I go, "Oh, you've got me now," because I haven't seen Dreamcatcher since I like half watched it. But it came out on uh, DVD. Now, Which you really only went to see it to watch the final flight of the Osiris, the Matrix short that was, was that playing with before it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see it in theaters. No. Did you go see it to no, see I the didn't. final? Oh I my god! I bought the Animatrix to watch the final flight of the Osiris. <laughs> so they made Dreamcatcher even longer. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like two hours and fifteen minutes. Yep. Oh man. So anyway, Dreamcatcher. Yeah, Stephen King. Stephen King wrote the novel. And he just shattered his leg in a car accident. And, like, I think he was all... He almost died. Yeah, he almost died. And he wrote this wall, hopped up on pain pills. <laughs> <laughs> and Willie and I have talked about going through, like, Stephen King's career and figuring out, oh, this these are the books he wrote when he was an alcoholic. These are when he was on cocaine. Here's- <laughs> you can chart the course of Stephen King's writing... Yeah. Based on what kind of drug he's been, yeah, you really can. It's <laughs> so this is the pain pills one, and it you can tell because it makes no sense. And um, everybody's bad in it. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg gives the most offensive performance as a mentally challenged man named <laughs> Duddits, um, who only he's like a Pokemon. He only says Duddits. He goes, "I Duddits," <laughs> and that's like his rallying cry. <laughs> and um, Tom Jane and oh my gosh, Damian Lewis. At the end, like that's they're like 
Duddits comes back. Some, I, th- I believe Tom Jane goes and finds Duddits from their hometown. It's like a Stand By Me type story, too. Like, a but bunch also of, a little bit of it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, Stephen King half, it's Stephen King half remembering his own works and going, I'm going to put like aliens and monsters in it, though. So anyway, yeah. So they find him. They bring him back. And there's an alien coming down. And he's attacking Tom Jane and Damian Lewis. I, I'm half remembering this right now. And <laughs> Damian Lewis is an alien, though, right? Doesn't he get possessed? He gets possessed. He gets possessed, I believe. Oh, God. Shit weasels is what they're called in the movie. Excuse yeah, because they come out of language. people's butts. They come out of people's butts. There is an amazing part. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. There is an amazing part where they lock someone in the bathroom. He's been farting for 10 minutes. <laughs> so Jason Lee and... And they make a bunch of fart jokes Damian about Damien Lewis, like, they find this gentleman in the woods and they bring him in and he's, he starts farting all over. So they lock him in the bathroom and they make jokes about it the whole time. And then they go in there and, like, because he's screaming and they go in there and the guy is keeled over on the floor, but his anal cavity has exploded. <laughs> oh, my God. And the camera shows it. And it's just this empty anal. <laughs> it's just blasted all over from the shit weasels, I've called. So the shit weasel jumps into the toilet, and Jason Lee, the dumbest character I think I've ever seen in any movie, Jason Lee sits on the toilet. He puts the lid down on the toilet, sits on it, and... Damien Lewis is like, I'm going to go get help. <laughs> so Damien Lewis <laughs> leaves. And Jason Lee is sitting there on the toilet. And it's established early on that Jason Lee has a fetish for um, toothpicks. So he takes out his toothpicks and they drop all over into into the blood from this man's anus uh, from earlier. And Jason Lee goes, oh, my God. And he's sitting there like, I got to I got to get these toothpicks. Like, I got to get these toothpicks. So he gets off the toilet to get the toothpicks and the alien bursts out and kills Jason Lee. <laughs> Wow. So anyway, the elephants in this movie too. To the Timothy elephants in this movie too. Um. So anyway, the ending is, uh, Duddits comes back. I believe Tom Sizemore and Tom Jane. Tom Sizemore, who looks like he has no clue where he is during any of this, in the filming of this, he may have just sauntered on. Um, he they go back, they get Duddits, um, the mentally challenged Donnie Wahlberg, and they bring Duddits in, and he goes, "I Duddits," and Damien Lewis and Tom Jane, "I Duddits," and so. The alien, like, stabs Duddits in his chest, and he takes his power, but it's too much power for him to handle because it's revealed that Duddits is actually an alien from the same planet. <laughs> so, I assume, I assume this alien can't handle cannibalism or something, and the alien explodes. So Duddits, the whole time, has been impersonating, like, Donnie Wahlberg, mentally challenged Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> for his entire life. And that's the end of Dreamcatcher. What? Yeah. This is all real. And Morgan Freeman flies around a helicopter the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, so how does the does this do we know how close this is to the book? Yeah, Very here's close. it's the like it's the same thing. Like and that like they just Who read that book and was like, This is a good idea to make a movie. You gotta, yeah, you've gotta remember though, this was around the time when we like We've run out of good Stephen King books at that point because he was not cranking them out anymore. And he wrote this one in 2001, and they immediately went, we have to option that for a film right now. We have got to get... like it's, Whatever he's working on next, let us have they were it. Just, and then they're like, oh, this is it. <laughs> this is it. And then, we better put a Matrix short on it. The, the real bummer is Lawrence Kansas, apparently, and whoever the screenwriter was, who actually has credits, I believe he's Oscar-nominated as well. But um, they... Apparently added. I've never read Dreamcatcher, but they've apparently added nothing or changed anything from the book, which I think, seems I like think a Duddits mistake. is not an alien in the book. I think. Yeah, I think that's they, the only thing is the ending. I'm well, yeah. Sure. So good, good job there. 
I think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, William Goldman of the Princess Bride Marathon Man, Butch Cassidy in Misery. Oh <laughs> yeah, this is not his best work. He worked on a really good Stephen King movie before this one. So, yeah. Yeah. well, that's Dreamcatcher. Don't watch it. <laughs> no, you should watch it. All right, we'll review that someday. <laughs> Uh, I actually slammed all, well, I slammed nine episodes, but basically all ten episodes of Casual on, on the weekend. Uh, this is the Hulu show produced by Jason Reitman, starring Michaela Watkins, Tommy Dewey, and Tara Lynn Barr. Um, it's just this show, it's about a lot of different, it's mostly about people's relationships and sexual relationships and things like that, and online dating, and getting back into the dating game after having not been in it, and it's all pretty good. It's funny. It's it's nice, and I and I like that. Um, I feel like Hulu and Amazon and Netflix are all making their own stuff. It's not like it's not like NBC, Fox, and and ABC where it's like, oh, you guys have a cop show now, we need a cop show, and you guys have a have a medical drama, we need a medical drama. Everybody's just kind of out there being like, these are good scripts, let's make them. And I, I think Casual is one of them. People should check it out. It came out on October 7th on Hulu, and all 10 episodes are out now. And uh, I don't know if it's getting a season two or not, but I think the 10 episodes that it has are pretty good. So check it out. All right. Um, so on to some news. We got some more sad news. We've gotten a lot of sad news a in the lot. past couple we the first weeks of 2016. But uh, Alan Rickman passed away uh, since we recorded the last podcast uh, at the age of 69, also to cancer, much like David Bowie. Um, Alan Rickman, known for a lot of different things, uh, chiefly probably uh, Hans Gruber and Professor Snape. Hans Gruber of... of uh, Die Hard and Professor Snape of the Harry Potter films. Uh, but uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, they they usually do. You know, yeah. You don't, uh, it's apparently a lot of very private people that... that uh, I mean, David Bowie was very private about it, and Alan Rickman was very private about it, which I think is... it's. I think some of it's because they're British people and they Honestly, just like, it might they be a culture, enjoy their privacy. It could be a, bit of a cultural thing. And, yeah. and I think, I don't know, I think it's good. I, I, it's a good way to, I mean... They, it's, it's a good way to go because it's not, you're not being bombarded, you know, for interviews. And, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I think some people, some people like, I think some celebrities, if they get diagnosed with something, I think they like to um, hopefully show up on shows and stuff like that for a noble reason, try and like, you know what I mean, talk about it and... You know, help other people through it and stuff. And I think that's a good way to do it too, if, yeah. if you're doing it for the right reasons. But I, I like I, I like the fact that these guys were able to keep it private and really, you know, spend the time doing what they needed to do and not worry about the outside world. Trying, you know what I mean? That, that's I think that's good. Uh, yeah. That's good. Makes me happy. Uh, Alan Rickman's a beast. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, one, one of his last projects, he actually recorded a vo- recorded a voiceover for um, this refugee charity. It's a voiceover, like a 30-second clip of this tortoise eating a raspberry. And he's like, we're recording this so that we can put it up on YouTube and hope it goes viral. And you, all you have to do is watch it. It's, it's pretty, it's funny. It's cool. It's a cool little thing for him to donate his voice to, basically. But What a uh, wonderful voice, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a few favorite performances of his from me. 
uh you've you've got him uh as alex in um galaxy quest mm. amazing and uh marvin the paranoid android and oh yeah that's right hitchhiker's guide mm-hmm. so good those those are probably two of my my favorite alan rickman performances and, and hans hans Gruber is amazing snape was fantastic as well he embodied snape i remember those. They, yeah when they cast him as snape i went oh my god that's perfect yeah and um hans Gruber is like the best villain of all time yeah They're, honest like, to god yeah <laughs> he's he he should be in in every top 10 list for movie villains yeah for sure guaranteed I, I mean, every time i watch it and which is every year i mean I, I notice something different and i laugh at something different that he does he's just it's an incredible performance and it's an incredible character a great yeah. stupid american accent yes that he puts on, like, <laughs> everything totally he does aloof. in that movie is just like yeah uh, and you know what's funny is when you if you were to approach watching that movie and watching the hans character just from a script level mm-hmm. like it's probably not that you know what i mean it's probably a very generic kind of terrorist villain type guy but he brought so much to that so many little quirks and and like the american accent which i'm sure was something he just came up with on the spot you know so yeah. i just excellent excellent stuff uh he's great in dogma i don't yeah. know you he guys is, like dogma is, or not, yeah i do like dogma he's really good in dogma um and uh this movie gets crapped on a lot. I've always enjoyed it because I watched it when I was a kid. But he's, I think it's its impossible to argue that he's not great in it. Uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood. Oh, <laughs> right. Thieves. He's fantastic in it. He he's insane. Yeah. And he's really, really good. Um, he just really wants to have sex with Maid Marian like, the whole time. <laughs> and he will do anything to make that happen. Yeah, really funny. Um, he's really cool in that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a fan. Uh I have a couple of movies of his that I haven't watched yet that I, I bought at the video store. There's one called Bottle Shock. Yes. My dad actually like must have heard about it somewhere or something, but we probably think he saw it on DirecTV and was like, hey, let's watch this. It was just after Star Trek came out and Chris Pine was also in it. But it's this thing. It's a movie about, I think he's like a sommelier or he like owns a, a vineyard or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's a lot of fun, and it's just it's something that doesn't necessarily require the presence of Alan Rickman, but he totally cared about it, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like, it, I it looked kind of sweet, you know. Yeah, it just yeah, it looked kind of yeah. interesting. He gives a uh, oh, sorry. Oh no, no, you're um, good. Go ahead. No, he gives a um, underrated. Is who is he? Who's his wife in Love Actually? Um. Oh boy. No, keep going. Oh, we're good. Is is he Natasha Richardson? No, I can't it's, remember. Oh my gosh, it's the he's woman. really good in that. It's for, yeah, no, it's it's he's a really it's a really small part. Oh, is it Emma Thompson? It's Emma Thompson. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's another Harry Potter mm-hmm. co-star. Yeah. And I remember they're going uh, their relationship is going through problems in that movie, and it's it's a really nice, um, kind of sad adult relationship in mm-hmm. a movie that. I half like, and he's part of the half I like. Yeah, yeah. he's a standout, uh, and it, he's. A, I mean, obviously, he's surrounded by mm-hmm. an incredible ensemble cast. So, yeah. to you know, he's great. He was always great. Uh, there's not. I don't think I've ever seen him anything where I was like, Alan Rickman sucks in this ever. Not oh, once. Yeah. So it's you know, I think he elevated everything he appeared in. Um, I like look at Galaxy Quest. Very funny movie, mm-hmm. but he's so much of that in that movie yeah. like i mean I, tim allen's great scorny weaver's great you know I, the whole supporting cast is great but like alan rickman is like he elevates that movie big time i just watched it again for the, the first time in a long time and alan rickman and uh guy that we tony Shalhoub? Talk, nope sam rockwell yes sam rockwell <laughs> both of them together i think yeah. like even sam rockwell's part is tiny but it's amazing yeah 
but also Alan Rickman is just like the prosthetics and every oh god mm-hmm. it's a beautiful role and it's I there, there were rumblings of a Galaxy Quest 2 which I think might have had a place at some point not that we need a sequel to everything but I think with the revitalization of of, of science fiction I think something like Galaxy Quest or Spaceballs might have a place that's sad to know that he's not going to be around for that but yeah it is too bad i would have liked to have seen a galaxy quest 2 that kind of rift on the new star trek movies yeah like have a young hot new cast that's playing the characters and they bring in the old actors to like like be they're making their generations or yeah 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 something like that would be kind of fun but not without alan rickman that's there is a really good i think it's on mtv.com actually of all places but there's a really good oral history of galaxy quest online somewhere that i read a while back and Mm -hmm. um, you search it out just type in galaxy quest oral history and it's really good all right so the oscar nominations were announced last uh thursday i believe or friday thursday and uh you know we've we tried our hand at predictions one year when we also did a live stream <laughs> that uh, is currently locked away in a private YouTube video. But uh, but I think I'd like us to try our hands at it again. I figured it was something fun that we could do. Uh, do a live stream? No. No. The, the Oscar <laughs> predictions. We can also do the live stream, do too. do that again. You know what? We're a little more professional now. If everybody writes in and wants that to happen, we can probably make it happen. But... Um, <laughs> We'll see. I just had Nam flashback. We're a little more professional. I'm a little. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Oscar predictions. We're going to go through each award. Oh wait, um, one by one. We've got the this is the list that I'm using is from the Oscar.go.com um, website, and uh, I'm going to start from the bottom here. So start first from up, the bottom. Yeah, starting from the bottom, just like Drake. We're going to start from the bottom and work our way up to the top. Is Drake nominated? No, uh, sadly, no. no. no For no. best dance yeah, scene, he's not yeah. white. <laughs> he's, oh man! <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right. Uh, by the way, Tim isn't racist. He was just commenting on yeah. how racist the Oscars are. <laughs> so, uh, first award up, we've got writing original screenplay uh, nominated in the category. We've got Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out, Spotlight, and Straight Outta Compton. Tim, who did you go with? I think Spotlight is going to win this one. So did I. So do I. Three right. for Spotlight. Yep. And I'm going to try and get Nick's, uh, Nick's picks as well. He couldn't be with us today. He's out on assignment. But And if anybody else wants to write in with what they think too, maybe I'll add you in. We can all put everybody's, uh, put everybody's choices together and I can count up the, the points in the end. You can but. send them off to Yoop and he can count them. Yeah, Yoop, Yoop is the, the master scorekeeper. scorekeeper. Yes. All right, writing adapted screenplay, you've got The Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, The Martian, and Room. Tim. I've got Carol on this one. Interesting. I went with The Martian. I'm going The Big Short. Wow. Any particular reasons here? Um, Big Short, you know, I'm going to go Big Short. I think uh, the Academy loves a little digging up of the uh, the nastiness of some form of American culture. So. Got it. While The Martian didn't get snubbed, uh, it didn't get a lot of love. It's not even up for some of the bigger things that, that are around. So I, I I think where it's going to lose in other places, and this is one of the places where it's going to win. That's, That's the reason I picked Carol, too. Because I think yeah. it's going to get too, shut let's... out, and it's been pretty well received, and I think they're going to want to give it something. Yeah. So. 
All right, uh, visual effects, Willie. I'm gonna go to you. Uh, we've got Ex Machina, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I'm gonna go Ex Machina. Ooh, I'm gonna Which go. I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Mad Max. I think that Ex Machina. I this is one of those ones where I'm having a terrible time divorcing who I want to win and who I think will win. I think Ex Machina is so mind-blowing with how good the visual effects are that it needs to win. So I just can't. This is what's going to lose me the competition, but Ex Machina it is. All right, next up we have sound mixing in this category. We've got Bridge of Spies, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, Willie, what do you think? Mad Max. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna. I said Mad Max too. Might as well. I'm, I'm not an expert on sound mixing, but it sounded pretty good to me. Sounded great to me. <laughs> that do for you. I went with the Revenant because I think the Revenant is gonna eat everybody's lunch. I just. I, it's, <laughs> I like that. It's it's gonna happen. I don't necessarily want it to happen, but I think it's gonna eat everybody's lunch. And I think it had particularly good mixing in it too, but. Uh, sound editing. We've got Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Sicario, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Tim, what did you pick? Let me find it here. Sound editing? Yep. Um, I picked Mad Max again because it was another sound car- category and Dufourier was in it. <laughs> All right, Willie? Mad Max. I put The Revenant again because it's going to eat everybody's lunch. <laughs> All right, next up we've got short film live action. The nominees are Ave Maria, Day One, Everything Will Be Okay, uh, Shock or Spock? I is Shock. Okay, S H O K. S H O K. Shock. I can't tell from the font on the Oscar website. And Stutterer, which is my my uh, podcasting autobiography. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I got to wh- change my pick now. Did, did any of us uh, see any of these? No. Nope. No. Do so, any of us know? What any of these are about? Nope. No. So, uh, all right. Tim, what did you pick? I picked shock because it reminded me of when Michael Jackson goes shock. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's a great reason. I'm changing. No, I'm not. But Willie, what'd you pick? Uh, stutterer. People like the King's speech, so. <laughs> <laughs> I went with everything will be okay because it has. I forgot to mention it has all's word gut. In in parentheses after it, it's got <laughs> okay. it's got some some uh, German subtitle to it, so it's probably going to win. <laughs> All great reasons by everybody, right? <laughs> All right, short film animated is up next. We've got Bear Story, Prologue, Sanjay's Super Team, We Can't Live Without Cosmos, and World of Tomorrow. Willie, what do you pick? Uh, the only one I've heard of, Sanjay's Super Team. Oh, you've heard of that one? Yeah, I've heard the name. That's fu- okay. All right. Tim? Because I picked the only one I've heard of, World of Tomorrow. <laughs> All right. I haven't heard of any of them, so I picked We Can't Live Without Cosmos because it has Cosmos in the title. Sweet. It's just people sitting around like lamenting the fact that Neil deGrasse Tyson's show has been canceled. That sounds great <laughs> to me. It sounds like the best drama of the year. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we've got Production Design, which is... Bridge of Spies, uh, nominees are Bridge of Spies, The Danish Girl, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, and The Revenant. Uh, Tim, what do you think? I picked Mad Max. 
I don't know why. It's pretty <laughs> to look at. Danish girl's probably going to win now that I think about it. A lot of the period pieces tend to win, it yeah. feels like. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go The Martian, though. I think a lot of the, they they like a lot of the tech and stuff and some of those. So. I also picked The Martian, which I think because it's such a logical extrapolation of, of existing of existing NASA technology that I think it will be uh, something worth noting in the production design. So, all right, now we've got music, uh, original song. Oh God, here we go. Tim's favorite. Uh, Tell you who shouldn't win right now. <laughs> They're not on this list. What's that? Oh, who should win? Yeah. No, I'll tell you who shouldn't win, but who should win isn't on this list either. You're right. All right. All right. <laughs> so we've got Earned It from the smash hit Fifty Shades of Grey. There's Manta Ray from Racing Extinction. What the hell is that? <laughs> on both accounts. <laughs> Simple song number three from Youth and Till It Happens to You from The Hunting Ground. I haven't heard of that one either. And writings on the wall from Spectre. Boo! <laughs> there is Boo. nothing from Straight Outta Compton, right? There is nothing on here. There's that song from Fast, Fast and Furious. Well, I don't know how. Out, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how of, they do Straight Outta. Okay, yeah. Straight Outta Compton wouldn't technically be an original that's song that's for true. the movie. That's fine. So you know, unless somebody wrote something, this is usually but. one of the more fun categories too. And this year's such a bummer. This is, this is the one that Three Six Mafia won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no animated movies in here. Yeah. So, Tim, what, sh- what should have won? What should have won was um, was Khalifa from Fast 6. See you again. So I see you again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it should have. Um, what's going to win is the Fifty Shades of Grey song. <laughs> Just because you want Fifty Shades of Grey. Because it's the only one that I've heard that isn't that horrible, horrible Spectre song. Willie? Sam Smith's going to win. Sam Smith is going to win. I agree. Shouldn't, but... Uh, no, he shouldn't because it's not a very good song, but... <laughs> And I like Sam Smith. There are songs of his that I enjoy. That's not one of them. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, music original score, everybody. Three, two, one. Hateful, the hateful eight. eight. That's what should win. It's oh. not going to, though. Bridges Spies is going to. Bridges Spies has got a really good score, too. Um, they're not going to give it to him. They're not going to give it to Ennio? No. Whoa. All right. <laughs> wow. Tim just sealed his winning this contest. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know why I think that either. Uh, it might be entirely possible. I, his, do you know if he's won anything in the past? I do not. I don't think he's ever won an Oscar. I don't think so either. Okay. He's won Emmys, and, or not Emmys. He's won Grammys and stuff, I think. But Okay. <laughs> he he did win it. the Golden Globe, right? Yes. Ugh, I should have changed that. <laughs> it's too late. I wrote it down. Yeah. All right. British um, Spies. It's still it pretty good. Makeup and hairstyling, we've got Mad Max Fury Road, The Hundred-Year-Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared, and The Revenant. Two of these, two of these movies are really dirty, unstyled people. What was this again? This is makeup? Makeup and hairstyling. Makeup and hairstyling. It's going to be Revenant. I'm going Revenant right now. Right. It's going to be. I think I picked Fury Road for this. I picked, I picked The Revenant. You picked The Revenant? I picked The Revenant for makeup because I remember um, all the, all the uh, cuts on his back. Mm-hmm. were pretty good. Yeah. I picked Fury Road. I'm going to stick with it. This cause... is also a bummer of a category. I mean, Mad Max is good. It's not so Revenant, I guess. But this is like a category that's nominated um, Bad Grandpa in the past. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which we was had, wonderful. There, you could have had some fun here. Um, yeah. You could have nominated a couple horror movies. So. Yeah. Whatever. Better to just not nominate two extra people than <laughs> right? get something, something interesting in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we've got Foreign Language Film. Oh, boy. We see none the, of these. The nominees are Embr- Embrace of the Serpent, 
uh, Mustang, Ooh. Son of Saul, Thebe, and A War. Uh, Willie, what you got? I'm going to go Son of Saul, and this is my one chance to just say it won the Golden Globe, so I'm going to go with that. All right. I have heard of two movies on this list, and uh, they are Son of Saul and Mustang, but Mustang is about like 14-year-old girls, so they will go with Son of Saul. All right. I also picked Son of Saul because I think it's the only one that I thought I'd heard of, but yep. I don't really know if I even <laughs> did. Mustang's supposed to be really good, though, too, is what I've heard. Oh, I'm sure they Embrace are. of the Serpent. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> this one has jumped up on my list to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably right. not what you You're think. going to embrace it? <laughs> All right. Um, film editing is next up. We've got The Big Short, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Revenant, Spotlight, and Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Uh, Tim, what do you got? I've heard a lot about the Big Short's editing, so I'm going Big Short here. All right, Willie? I'm just going to go Revenant. All right. Um, So I put down the Revenant or Mad Max Fury Road, so right now I have to decide, and I think I'm going to go with the Revenant. I think Fury Road's too spastic for them to say, this is the best edited movie, even though that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, and, and... Yeah, Tim might be right about the big short, and I kind of regret not picking it, but that's all right. All right, next up, we've got documentary short subject. The nominees are Body Team 12, Chow Beyond the Lines, Claude Landsman Specters of the Shoah, A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness, and Last Day of Freedom. That was only five movies. See if you can figure out what title is what. <laughs> Willie, what'd you pick? Let's go with The Girl in the River. All right, Tim? I went with a Girl in the River. So <laughs> did I. Well, that subtitle, I mean, The Price of Forgiveness? Yeah, it's like X-Men 2, X-Men United. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we've got Documentary Feature. The nominees are Amy, Cartel Land, The Look of Silence, What Happened, Miss Simone, Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. Uh, Tim, what'd you pick? I picked The Look of Silence, and because I don't remember what it's about, but I remember it, I believe it dealt with some pretty heavy subject matter, and they're not going to give it to Amy, and and What Happened, Miss Simone, I kept seeing in the theater and it looked like it was like a Netflix original. They're not going to give it to that. Cause I don't think the Academy numbers have Netflix. So <laughs> the look of silence is what I've narrowed it down to. All right. Willie, I'm going to go call uh, cartel land. Those are uh, cartels are hot right now. We got narcos <laughs> on Netflix. We got Sicario came out this year. Sean Penn, El Chapo. Sean Penn's hanging out with cartel guys. This is, it's all about cartels right now. All right. Uh, I picked Amy cause Amy's really the only one that I've heard people talk about. So I think that one might have gotten out there. It might be in the ethos, even in the old, old hands of the the Academy members. But, you know, we'll see. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what the look of silence is now. What is it? I'm bringing it up right now. Well, I I was bringing it up right now. This is a great, <laughs> great listening experience. My phone froze, everybody. That's all right. The look of silence is about your phone breaking. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh well I gotta look it up now. I've right? just seen I've just seen the cover before, and I went oh I know that movie. And yeah, the look of silence. Uh, 
Danish documentary film directed by Joshua Oppenheimer about the Indonesian killings That's of 1965 right. to 66. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's the it's the companion to the act of killing. Yep. Which I think won the Yes. the Oscar in 2012. Oscars don't like sequels. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sidequel. This is like Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Avenue. Oh, I totally forgot to talk about that, but we can talk about it some other day. Uh, it was nominated for Best Documentary Feature, so it did not win. Uh, okay. Act of Killing did not win. Okay. All right. Um, so next up, we have the directing on this list, directing Oscar. That has the, um, just has the movies listed. That's so, fine. The Big Short, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. What do we think? I'm going crazy on this one. I'm going with who deserves it. Mad Max Fury Road, George Miller. Probably not going to happen, but I, I, this is the one time where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I have to say it. All right, Tim, what do you think? I, Willie, you are an idealist. You're a dreamer. But it's going to be um, Inaratu for The Revenant. All right. Uh, I went with Mad Max. Also, a fellow dreamer. <laughs> I was about to put down Alejandro the Inaritu. <laughs> the Inaritu. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think I was going to say that Ridley should get this, but he's not nominated. I'm blown away that Adam. I mean, I I haven't seen it, and I'm I'm happy he is, but Adam McKay got nominated for best director. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, pretty awesome. And I made Step Brothers. Yeah, it's a it, <laughs> it's a great movie. I don't know if it deserves the directing Oscar, but but I think it's fantastic. So you know. Take that for what it is. Right. Costume design. We've got Carol, Cinderella, The Danish Girl, Mad Max, Fury Road, and The Revenant. These tend to go towards period pieces, too, mm-hmm. um, which always bugs me because it's like you're just replicating stuff that already existed. So, yeah. yeah. Really, anyway, Danish Girl. This um, should be Crimson Peaks, but it's going to be The Danish Girls. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be The Danish Girl. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up, cinematography or uh, prettiest movie. Prettiest movie. I think. Oh, we know <laughs> this one's got it in the bag. <laughs> uh, is that is that you think it's the Revenant, Tim? I think it's the Revenant, and I think it's telling that that movie was not nominated for any sort of screenplay awards. All right, Willie. It's going to be the Revenant. This is one where I really want to say Sicario's got the best cinematography. Yeah. Oh God, he's not even close. Sicario. He never wins, does he? Deacons never wins. It's bullshit. De- Deacons has never won. That is <laughs> insane. Maybe if Leo's going to get it, maybe Deacons needs to get it too. I don't know. I would be so happy with that, but yeah. such bullshit. Whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> oh wait, did you? Yeah, the Revenant. Oh okay. <laughs> I want it to be Deacons, but I don't think it's right. Um, alright. Oh, and I wanted to say, I think, I think Mad Max will get the directing. Go back to my three awards. I think Mad Max will get the directing because I don't think they want to give it to me twice. I don't think it's got back to uh, that's a fair point. Fair point. So. That's what it takes. I'm fine I'm with it. I'm just incredibly cynical right now. <laughs> no, the more I read these, the more I read these, the more pissed off I get. Like, the more, yeah. the less likely I am to watch these. Yeah. But. Alright, next I'll watch up. Them. What am I kidding? Next up, we've got. Uh, animated feature film. Uh, the nominees are Anomalisa, Boy in the World, Inside Out, Shaun the Sheep movie, and When Marnie Was There. Uh, what do we got? Uh, Pixar, Inside Out. 
I've got the Sean the Sheep movie because <laughs> the Wallace and Gromit guys always win. Like, it always seems like, oh, Wallace and Gromit part four, one other one, Chicken Run eight. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> Does anybody watch these movies? Got 99% this movie out of Rotten Tomatoes. Sean the Sheep. Who's watching these movies? <laughs> That'll win. And they never give it to Charlie Kaufman either. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I have Inside Out or Anomalisa written down, and I'm thinking he might get it this year. Who's that? Uh, Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. Kaufman. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put down Anomalisa. Just to, just to be different. I would be surprised if most of the Oscar voting members have seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. We've got actress in a supporting role. The nominees are Jennifer Jason Lee for The Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara for Carol, Rachel McAdams for Spotlight. Real quick. Let's make sure we put the fucking actors' names on there and not the director's names. Yeah, exactly. Like Because <laughs> they're not Ugh. people. Who cares about directors? <laughs> directors aren't household names because we don't put them on here because they're not household names. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Alicia Vikander of The Danish Girl and Kate Winslet of Steve Jobs. What do you got, Tim? I have seen one of these movies, but I also saw um, um, Ex Machina, so I'm going to say Alicia Vikander. I'm going the same. Really? Some new blood, I think. Although JJL might. I think it's going to be Kate Winslet for Steve J because she won the Golden Globe. Oh, fair enough. That's my guess. But I could be wrong. All right. Actor in a supporting role. We've got Christian Bale in The Big Short, Tom Hardy in The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight, Mark Rylance in Bridge of Spies, and Sylvester Stallone in Creed. Fly all day. Here's where I become a dreamer as well. You it's got to be Sly. You have to. Although Mark Rylance is really good. Um, and that's the one I can see sneaking in and winning, taking out from Sly. But I hope Sly... I've never seen Mark Rylance in a movie at Me all. Neither. I will forever hate him. And he's mostly silent in Bridge of Spies. I will hate I will hate this man on a personal level if he still... No, I won't. That's funny. He's in like 40 movies I know. this year. Which is... And by 40, I mean like two. But... <laughs> A breakthrough year for Mark Rylance. <laughs> All right. Um, Who would you have? I had Sylvester Stallone. Okay. I, I'm hopeful. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> All right. We've got actress in a leading role nominated for this category. We have Kate Blanchett and Carol, Brie Larson in Room, Jennifer Lawrence in Joy, Charlotte Rampling in 45 Years, and Shorza Ronan for Brooklyn. Uh, what do we think? Brie Larson, room. I have Brie Larson, too. I like Brie Larson. I hope she wins. I do as well. So, I wanna... really want to see room. I do, too. Yeah. I've heard such good things about it. I want to see what, what it, what's up. But... <laughs> I love how educated we are on this subject, too. What's that? Nothing. Yeah, we're <laughs> laughing at how we, I've seen 10% of these movies, maybe. Right. That's the Oscars, you yeah, know. That's true. All right, actor in a leading role. We've got uh, Willie's darling, Brian Cranston in Trumbo, Matt Damon for The Martian, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Win, Eddie, win. Go get him, Eddie. I kind of <laughs> wish that they nominated him in the actress category. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, it'd be like, this is be very honor progressive. To the honor to the part that he played. That'd be very progressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, guys, Matt Damon's gonna get it. You think so? It's not gonna be Leo. It's gonna be Leo. Think so? 
yeah. He's talked about how he was attacked by a bear enough this year. They'll give it to him. I don't know. He's talked about how this is really a movie about the rights of, of Native <laughs> Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it's Leo. Yeah. I, I think it's finally going to be Leo. I it, And you know what? I, I wouldn't be mad about it. There's nobody there that I'd be pissed. Not, I mean, I've seen The Martian, The Revenant, and Steve Jobs. And Fast Manager does a great job. And Matt Damon also does a great job. But I think it's probably going to be Leo. Yeah, this is really not a very good category this year <laughs> that I'm looking at. He doesn't, I mean, I mean, Matt Damon's good. Uh, don't get me wrong. Damon's good, but like he's playing Matt Damon. He's playing Matt Damon. I think the bigger thing to think about is that he's, uh, I think as Nick said in one of the two episodes that's going to come out, or maybe not, maybe this is a private conversation. Okay. In which case, I'm sorry, Nick. But no, uh, Matt Damon had to do a lot of acting against nothing. Like there's nobody good to point. play off of. Yeah. But is the Academy thinking about that when they make this choice? No. Probably not. I'm just, I have this weird feeling that Leo's going to get snubbed again. I really do. I think this is going to be an ongoing thing for a very long time. I want him to just flip a table if he doesn't yeah. get it this time. Yeah. And then somebody I don't had, think he cares that much. I think everybody else cares more than he does. Probably. I think he cares. S- somebody else, uh, somebody else <laughs> on Reddit in the Shower Thoughts uh, subreddit, which are thoughts that you have in the shower, they wrote, uh, I hope Leonardo DiCaprio wins the Oscar this year and pulls a speech for uh, the speech to accept the award for supporting actor for what's eating gilbert grape <laughs> that he was nominated for 20 years ago oh uh, yeah well you know yes eddie <laughs> could do the same thing for jupiter ascending so let's hope that happens <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know about that one wasn't that did he he got nominated last year too didn't he yeah for the yeah, theory of everything year. because everybody was worried last year that jupiter ascending was going to come out and ruin his oscar chances yeah. for that movie but somehow he's distanced himself from two from that movie two times now yeah he won <laughs> he won last year so all right and finally we've got the big one best picture the nominees for this category are the big short bridge of spies brooklyn Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Uh, yeah, Tim, what do you pick for this one? Really, really middle-of-the-road picks here outside of Mad Max and maybe The Martian. I mean, I haven't seen half of them. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just kind of – it's a dull list. Oh, well, I, I, yeah. I mean, it's not. A, it's just an obvious list. I wish they would have thrown some That's surprises. A, you're totally right because I, I don't think any of these movies are, are bad. I'm I sure they lo- aren't. Bridge of Spies is like the like the shining beacon of what I'm saying here because Bridge of Spies is perfectly fine, but like it's not. It's not best picture. There are plenty of other interesting movies. Well, and then we got movies in. about priests touching kids and the housing crisis. Like, right. That, that, I'm sure they're both great, and those are very interesting subjects to make movies about, but it isn't... Come on, aren't we on the nose here? See, but on right. the other hand, like, it's not... None of these are movies that... The, the Danish Girl isn't even on here. Like, none of right. these are movies that are... Oscar that bait. Are Oscar bait movies, yeah. necessarily. That is a good point. That's true. Opinion. That's true. Like, there's nothing here that's the yeah, crying game. There's nothing here that's... Um, <sighs> I am Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no there's no like mental afflictions oh, or yeah. or people or people uglying themselves up because that's a big thing that the Oscars loves. To yeah, do. that yeah, too. Or or you know even in the terms of like the Danish girl, like somebody having to, uh, you know, having their a transformation. Yeah. Well, not only just a trans- transformation, but also not being accepted by the outer world. Oh like yeah, that, yeah, I got that you. kind of thing. Yeah. So. No, you're it's you're, you're kinda, right. It's an interesting it's it's an interesting list in that respect, but it does very much kind of feel like 
Well, I don't know. There's a Mad Max movie nominated for Best right, that's, Picture. Which is that's fantastic. I, yeah. I guess the two that caught my eye are Bridge of Spies and Brooklyn, because they just, they look, str- I mean, straight down the middle. And I'm, yeah. I'm kind of happy with The Martian, too, because science fiction normally just gets totally overlooked. That's true. And the other movie I'm bummed that's nominated is the one that's going to win, so. <laughs> which so? is? The Revenant. All right. Uh, Martian. You think The Martian? Mm-hmm. All right. I think The Revenant's going to win. I'm going to get smoked on this Oscar thing. Uh, you, you say that, but you beat the hell out of us for the the movie draft. So yeah. I'm too much of a dreamer for this. That was a, that was a, that was a negative. I, I feel horrible about myself now. <laughs> I think most Oscar discussions are very s- negative. Cause it's, if- I'm going to see a lot. I'm going to try to see as many. I'm going to try to see all the best pictures. And I'm going to try to see as many of the uh, ones that get nominated for like actor and stuff that I so can, you can have a before real, like, educated, the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's just, it's, I mean, it's tough to see some of these. Well, yeah, because a lot of them aren't going to be available on, on DVD. Yeah, so. like, I don't think we can see Room anywhere. I think it was at the main art for, like, a week and then it right. See, that sucks. Like, that yeah. to me, that bums me out because it's like, why? I don't know. I agree. It bums me out. They should, they should, there should be some sort of weird rule where these are somehow available to a normal viewing audience before there should just be like what they should do is just do a streaming service they should be like if you want your movie to win and if you are putting your movie up for submission for something you should also allow people to pay ten dollars for a month of being able to watch any of these movies i, I think would that's a great idea i would, I would pay it. that ten dollars yep. in a heartbeat and i think sometimes the main like there are like the main art will run a, run some of the uh, best pictures Best picture nominees. If I could catch a like couple a before, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then also, I know like the DIA plays all of the shorts that are nominated. Yep. Um, and that's awesome. But I think and, and uh, I know I know iTunes also does the thing where they I think they do like ten dollars and they let you rent all of the shorts as well, <laughs> something like that. But. World of Tomorrow is actually on Netflix. Okay. Right now, um, that's where I saw it. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Those are our picks for the Oscars. We'll uh, see if if we can get Nick's picks and uh, if anybody else wants to write in as well. Please do so. Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you would send us that email. Uh, We can wrap up the show now, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Wrap it. At MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can search Facebook, Vine, and all those other services for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast and you might find something from us there. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 161 plus bonus episodes with full show notes and timestamps, so you can go and skip over any spoiler terry or anything like that that you don't want to hear. Uh, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can shop and have part of the money that you spend. Come back to us and we can make our show and network even better. Keep an eye out next week for our top 10 movies of 2015 and the week after that for our top t- our 10 most anticipated movies of 2016. And... Uh, I'll be back from Japan after that, and we'll see what goes on there. But for now, Kyle XY, and go watch a movie.